Another edition of PFTOT, the show that we do after PFT Live, and we've upgraded again today. Shereen Williams is in for Chris Sims. We just wrapped up two grueling hours of exhaustive talk about the National Football League, but there's so much going on, we have more that we can talk about. Topics we didn't get to over the course of the two hours, Shereen. Let's get right to it. Gerald McCoy, mutual parting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier this week. In other words, they cut him. He's now available. The Browns had been linked to a possible trade for McCoy. The Browns according to Mary Kay Cabot, the Cleveland Plain dealer have emerged as a team that is definitely interested in McCoy. I haven't heard of anybody else. I saw somebody suggest the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I just don't know where the fit's going to be for McCoy, especially if he's looking to get paid a lot of money. Yeah, the Cowboys have no interest in, in Gerald McCoy. They don't go after big name, big money free agents. So he's not going to go there. But the Browns are interested in every free agent that comes available. We've seen it, <laughs> even the guys they haven't ended up signing. So this isn't a surprise. I think he ends up in New England. He's a good fit for what they want to do there. And, you know, we talked about players in New England taking less money because they want to win the Super Bowl and know that they can go there and have a chance to win a Super Bowl. I think Gerald McCoy takes less money to go to New England if the Patriots are interested in him. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And we've seen them do it from time to time. And they've earned that reaction that we typically have. Whenever they do something that seems outside the box, we're just like, well, you know, if anybody else did it, we would criticize them. But if Bill Belichick is doing it, there must be something to it. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots just kind of lay low, wait for their opening. And the next thing you know, there'll be an announcement that Gerald McCoy is the latest member of the New England Patriots. All right. Matthew Stafford has been a member of the Detroit Lions since 2009. He's been through a lot of bad teams. He's had some big seasons. Sometimes he gets the blame for why the Lions haven't been as good as people would like them to be, and sometimes others get the blame. For now, though, new coaching staff as of last year, new offensive coordinator as of this year, and a you know, complicating factor for him, his wife had surgery to remove a brain tumor. He hasn't been around in the offseason as much as he otherwise would have liked to have been, but he says he's as far along as he should be with the team's new offense. And you know, I hold out hope that Matthew Stafford is one of these guys, Shereen, where we can see a late career bump in his overall performance, because I think one of the most overlooked factors for Matthew Stafford's entire career has been that he's played for the Lions. He hasn't been coached aggressively. He hasn't been coached necessarily the right way. And I think Matt Patricia and company are really going to focus on trying to make him into not quite a Tom Brady, but closer to Tom Brady than what he's been, which is just guy who goes out and throws the football. And that's pretty much it. I think they want to make him into the leader. He's reluctantly been in the past and they want to make him into the quarterback that he's never really been because of the flaws in the coaching staff. Yeah, I think he might be one of the more underrated players in this league for what he's done, the way he's thrown the ball, the passing yards he's had. And I realize he had Calvin Johnson for a big chunk of that time. But to me, he's been a pretty good quarterback in this league, better than most of the quarterbacks in this league throughout his career, other than early in his career when he was injured. And uh, I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan only because I, I saw him when he played in high school, you know, obviously followed his career in college and he was a number one overall pick for a reason. And I think he has a chance, as you said, to take a big bump here and be the quarterback that the Lions thought they were getting when they used that number one overall pick. It's been a long, long time since they've had a great quarterback, an all-pro quarterback, and he could be that guy to take that next step and be that guy. No playoffs win since 1991. And I actually thought that he was better after Calvin Johnson retired because – 
he could just throw to the open guy and didn't have to worry about feeding the ball to Calvin Johnson, even if Calvin Johnson is double covered. And I saw an uptick in his performance, but there has been this ceiling on Matthew Stafford. And I always thought it was imposed from within him that he didn't want to embrace what it meant to be a high-end NFL quarterback. I think it's fair to say maybe he hasn't had the coaches who would lead him down that path. Some guys are going to do it naturally. Some guys are going to need to have it shown to them how to do it. And this new coaching staff may be able to show Matthew Stafford how to be the guy who can get the credit that maybe he deserves based upon what he's done so far in his career. All right, Phillip Rivers has gotten plenty of credit for what he's done in his career. There's been some uncertainty about his future, though. He's in the final year of his contract with the L.A. Chargers. And there hadn't been any indication the Chargers are ready to extend it. Dean Spanos, though, the owner of the team, says that a new contract for Phillip Rivers will happen. And this one, you know, okay, new contract. What's a new contract? A one-year extension? A two-year extension? At some point, they're going to have to rip the Band-Aid off here with Phillip Rivers and move on to a new quarterback. And they've, they've flirted with other guys in the past. There was talk of Marcus Mariota four years ago. There was talk of Deshaun Watson a couple of years ago. But, you know, as long as Rivers is still getting it done, I think they stick with him. The challenge is, when, you know, just like what we saw the Giants go through, when do you bring in the young guy? How long do you groom the young guy? When do you make the transition? For now, though, I think they're smart to stick with Rivers in part because they don't have anyone else they could turn to. Yeah, the window definitely is closing, but I thought he had his best season last season. Really, really MVP-like level that he played at. And, and uh, you know, they do have him relatively cheap. He only has an $11 million, uh, base salary this season. I realize his cap is much more than that. But he's one of those guys who's probably taken less so the Chargers could put a better team around him, sort of like what Brady has done. But that is the question, is how much longer do you think he's going to play? And he said it's year-to-year. He definitely wants to play through 2020 so he can open that new stadium. But he hasn't committed really beyond that and said he is taking things year by year. So I think this is going to be a relatively short-term extension. And I think the Chargers pretty quickly start to look for that franchise guy to come in and take his place. I think in the next two years, they've got to use a first-round draft pick on a quarterback. It's so rare that you have a soft landing when it comes to a franchise quarterback leaving a team. There's always some bumps and and sometimes some crashes. But maybe the Chargers will be the team that pulls it off. If they can come up with a consensus as to how long he's going to stay, and obviously if he would win a Super Bowl and walk off into the sunset, it makes it a lot easier to have that soft landing. But I asked him when when it was all the rage to ask quarterbacks, are you going to play into your 40s? And Russell Wilson had said 45, and Tom Brady has been on 45. Phillip Rivers laughed and said, when I'm 45, I'm going to coach my high school son's football team. Um, so, you know, there is a shelf life there. The question is, will it match up with how long the Chargers hope to keep Phillip Rivers around? The Texans want to keep Jadavian Clowney around at least for one more year. He was the first overall pick in 2014. Was it 2014 or 2013? 2014, he's finished his five-year rookie contract, 14, and he's got uh, the franchise tag, but he hasn't signed it. So he's unsigned. He's no more an employee of the Texans, Shereen, than you and I are, so he's not at OTAs. (laughs) Bill O'Brien talked about it yesterday. Uh, Look, the deadline's July 15. They're going to get a long-term deal done or they're not. And if they don't, 
I wouldn't show up until Labor Day weekend like Le'Veon Bell did a couple of years ago. You know, you still get your full franchise tag salary. Why go through preseason? Why go through training camp? If they want you there, even after the July 15 deadline, you can come up with a one-year contract that lures a guy in. You can pay him more money, or you can promise not to use the franchise tag on him again next year. Even though you can't do a long-term deal, there still is leverage to be exerted after July 15. But I think that's the one thing we can't lose sight of. The Texans have chosen not to pay this guy. They're taking a wait-and-see approach. They've gotten five years out of him. Now they want to get a sixth one. You know, at some point, a guy who was the first overall pick in the draft, if he's lived up to it, he should deserve the paycheck that goes along with it. And if you don't want to give it to him, let him become a free agent. Let someone else pay him. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen with Jadavion Clowney. And we know he – it's sort of like what we talked about with Ndamukong Sue. He plays when he wants to play. And when he plays and he decides he wants to play, he's really, really good. But to me, there's too many times in there that he just disappears. And especially on that defense, he should be making a ton of plays with J.J. Watt also there rushing the passer. And to me, he just hadn't made uh, enough plays. And I think that's what the Texans believe, is that if he is in a contract season, he will play really well because he wants that big deal after the season. He wants that Demarcus Lawrence deal. And he will get it if he plays really well. But I don't think he's going to get it from the Houston Texans. I think that this is his last season there. He walks away, plays under the franchise tag, uh, and gets a huge deal elsewhere next offseason. That's the thing that really bothers me about the rookie wage scale. In an effort to ensure that draft busts don't take millions out of the system, there's no guarantee for the guys who aren't busts to get their pay. You rely upon whether or not the team is going to be willing to give them the contract. The Texans were willing to do it with J.J. Watt after three seasons. When the window opens for that long-term deal, the Texans have been unwilling to do it with Clowney. They may get six years out of him before he walks away. If there's still value there, assuming that he doesn't suffer some sort of serious injury in 2019. All right, one last one. Eli Manning. And earlier this week, the comments from Pat Shermer, the Giants head coach, created the impression that there's going to be no quarterback competition of any kind. Eli Manning, the starter, and Daniel Jones in that group that is determining who the backups will be. But Pat Leonard, the New York Daily News, had a great article looking at Eli's performance at the Monday OTA that the media got to see, and also what Shermer actually said. I mean, Shermer didn't say he's the starter week one. He just said he's the starter. He's the number one guy. And it's always subject to change. And this is the team that told us we didn't sign Odell Beckham Jr. to a long-term contract to trade him, and then they traded him. So I don't think we should believe anything the Giants say at this point. And, Shereen, I think it's very simple. If Daniel Jones justifies the belief that the Giants had in him by making him the sixth overall pick in the draft, why wouldn't he be good enough to beat out Eli Manning? They want someone who's better than Eli Manning. We saw that two years ago when they tried to bench him, but then the fans revolted. And I think that if Daniel Jones is clearly better in training camp in the preseason, and the players know it, they got no choice but to make him the week one starter. And if and if he's good enough to be the sixth overall pick, he should be better than a guy who is fading in the final years of his career. Yeah, this isn't like two years ago when they benched Eli Manning and there was an outrage within the locker room and outside the locker room with how can you bench 
Eli Manning. They drafted Daniel Jones to bench Eli Manning. That was the point of using the sixth overall pick on him and why they didn't wait in the draft because they want to be assured that they got Daniel Jones. They have him. So if he looks better than Eli Manning looks, you have no choice but to play him week one uh, and live and die with him. This is not a very good football team anyway. I don't think any of us believe. So why wouldn't you put him in there and let him play and let him play early and take his lumps uh, and get ready for next year and the future with the New York Giants? Because Eli Manning is not the future of the, Eli, of the New York Giants and probably shouldn't be the present of the New York Giants. And, and this is the smart way to play it for now. I, I'm not faulting the Giants for keeping Eli as number one and forcing Daniel Jones to earn it. If you clumsily put Eli Manning in with the backups and make Daniel Jones a starter, you're possibly setting him up to fail. You look bad for how you deal with Eli. You look bad for rushing Daniel Jones into action. It has to happen organically and naturally, and I think they hope it does, right? And, and, you know, Sims and I were arguing about this a couple of weeks ago. Well, what makes you think the Giants would use Daniel Jones week one? I said they made him the sixth overall pick in the draft. It's hiding in plain sight. You don't draft a guy that high unless you have a plan and this isn't Patrick Mahomes the luxury pick of the Chiefs where they knew they could wait a year because Alex Smith was still playing at a high level this is Eli Manning is leaking oil and limping to the finish line and we need somebody better sooner rather than later and they go all in with Daniel Jones at pick number six and I, I just I think it's obvious that the potential is there it all comes down to whether or not Daniel Jones can live up to that potential. And if he can't, then it's going to be another year of Eli Manning or maybe two years of Eli Manning. Yeah, and, you know, I agree with you. They're saying what they have to say right now. He is the starter as of right now. But I don't think that means that he starts week one. I hope for the Giants' sake it doesn't mean he starts in week one because if Eli doesn't win the job, then, then you're put in a very uncomfortable position. Uh, but Eli's going to be looking over his shoulder. He's got to go out and win the job. That's not a bad thing. They drafted Daniel Jones to take his job. We'll see if he can do it in training camp in the preseason. I am glad that I finally found someone who agrees with me on this point. I have been looking. And there's a chance you're just being polite, but I'll take it either way. No. <laughs> no one would – no one – No. One, I mean, I'm serious. Everyone's, oh, you're crazy. It's Eli Manning. Then why do you take Daniel Jones sixth overall? At least wait until 17. Maybe they could have gotten him at 30 when they traded back in and, and drafted someone else. All right, got to wrap up. Shireen, thank you so much for your time today. Enjoy Cowboys OTA. We'll be looking for any and all information that you glean out there as you – cover one of the most fascinating teams in all of sports. We'll see everyone tomorrow for another edition of PFT Live and check us out around the clock at profootballtalk.com. Have a great day.